0: What's up, guys? Tyler here, back for another episode of the Snapped Podcast. This show, I'm going to try and bring you guys all the stuff that's going on in my head about health, fitness, diet, exercise. That's kind of my background. I also love comedy. I love current events. I love sports. It's going to vary. We're going to bring on people sometimes, occasionally, that are going to help provide some content for the show spark conversation and hopefully every time you listen to this podcast you can take away one thing that made your day just a little bit better thank you for tuning into today's show hope you guys enjoy it let's get it That is the intro, because that's the the intro I decided, and we're back for the podcast, yeah. Alright, literally was listening to the music and uh, was looking at something on the internet and almost forgot that the podcast was starting. I thought I was just listening to a podcast. But I'm doing a podcast, babies. We're here. Alright? So if you've made it this far, and there are a number of you who have, more than I expected, to be honest... Um, You are a special person You've listened to me talk about ice cream For 5 episodes And this is going to be the 6th episode And the final one Talking about the pint life And the challenge of eating A pint of ice cream every single day For the month of February It is officially over I'm recording this on March 4th Wednesday March 4th And we are now th- four days post-February, and um, I actually ate ice cream on Sunday as well, so it was actually 30 days in a row, uh, because that's my day that I always eat ice cream, so I wasn't going to stop doing that. I'm an ice cream eater. That's what I am. That's part of the reason why we did this podcast. Some of you may know I once consumed 64 ounces, that's a half-gallon of Oreo milkshake in under seven minutes. As a bet. I enjoyed probably the first forty ounces of it. And then it got a little got a little thick on me. It was tough. But we persevered, pushed through on that one. And uh and we're back. Episode six. So what are we gonna cover here? Well a few things. Um did some math, did some numbers, so we're going to go over some of that. Um, I want to give you guys the results of the, you know, the main results of the podcast. I want to give you my thoughts on what eating in a uh, a pint of ice cream every day uh, kind of does to you, how it makes you feel, how it changes your diet on a daily basis and, um, some other stuff. We'll break down the top five pints of the month. Um, we'll kind of talk about what those numbers mean and what the results mean as far as kind of what I was looking to get out of this thing. And then, uh, talk about what's next for this podcast and potentially what's next for me in the realm of weird food challenges and such. But I guess to start it off, what are my thoughts on eating a pint of ice cream every day? I'll start off by saying this. Going into the month, there was speculation from both me and people who were interested of, you know, was I going to get sick of ice cream? Ice cream is a big thing for me and my wife. We love eating it once a week. It's kind of like our cheat meal on Sundays. And uh, she was she was fairly concerned that I was going to run myself into the ground with the ice cream and by the end of it I was going to develop some weird disdain for it. And never want to eat it again. Sorry, I'll be yawning on you. Ya. Because, well, I'll tell you why I'm yawning. It's because I haven't eaten. At this point, real quick interjection here into the podcast. I am currently on hour number... 43. No, no, no. I'm currently on hour number, I can't even do math, I'm so f- fucked up, I'm currently on hour number 67 of a 72 hour fast, a three day fast in which I've only consumed water and salt, um, maybe that'll be the next podcast, cause we'll talk about that later, but I'm at the near end, and uh, so I'm tired, every time I stand up I'm lightheaded. but it's been a, it's been a good experience, um. She thought I was gonna develop some weird, some weird dislike for the ice cream. We were never gonna eat it again, and I knew that wasn't gonna happen because ice cream is my favorite food, and that's just the way it is. And it's still probably one of my favorite foods. I don't think know if it was ever my favorite food, but um, no, it's hard hard for ice cream to be a favorite food when there's different versions of macaroni and cheese out there. Uh, ice cream's still gonna be something I eat every week. Right. There was no getting sick of it. Um, I might have a weird ability to do that. Uh, a lot of you who followed me nutritionally and kind of in the health realm in the past know that uh, when I'm eating clean, I basically eat the same lunch every single day. Just chicken and rice or ground turkey and rice. One of those two things. Um and I can eat those lunches every single day and not get sick of them. Just, I don't know, every single day I look forward to it and I I don't ever get sick of it. So um, I may be prone to being able to eat things without developing like a desensitivity to them um, or an insensitivity. Uh, so nothing changed there. I will say this, and I talked about it, on a previous one of these podcasts is when you're eating ice cream every day, it still gives you that feeling of when you eat a pint of ice cream, like, oh, that was so good, but now I'm full. And you just feel a little bit heavy, a little bit sluggish for just a, a tad. Some people get knocked out for a long time, but you know it's a good five or 10 minute feeling for me. And when you feel like that and you're already eating ice cream, and we're going to go over the numbers here in a second on like grams of sugar and all that, it's hard to... It's extremely hard to really be disciplined on what you put in your body the rest of the day. It's like, I've already had a hundred grams of sugar. Like I'm not doing any more damage than I've already done. So as long as I'm staying calorie wise under where I need to be, I'll just eat whatever. And that's kind of what happened, um, I got pretty loose. I mean, I documented the whole thing. Again, at Tyler Kluver on Instagram. I documented the whole thing. You can go back and see every single thing I put in my mouth um, for the month of February. And there were some days on there that were not good days. I mean, just the entire day was just gone. Um, Ate a ton of good food. I, I basically did what I wanted. And I have that luxury because I work out hard as hell, and I am young. And those are the two main factors. I work out hard as hell, which puts me in a calorie deficit even when I'm eating 35, 3600 calories. I I peaked at 4000 plus calories on a couple days. Um, I wasn't in in a deficit those days, but I'm still really close. And I'm young. I have a metabolism that's much higher than most people's that is going to be listening to this, and I have that ability, which I, th- there's no advice for that part of it. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it made me crave other foods. It made me crave that chicken and rice, that ground turkey and rice, good, like a good sandwich. I mean, there was, I never get cravings when I'm doing normal dieting, and, uh, many times, uh, just, I felt like I was locked... Because I was locked into the ice cream every day for lunch, basically. One, a pint of ice cream doesn't fill me up. I I don't know about you guys, but when I eat ice cream or a sugary something, like, I don't get full. I can eat it forever. So in reality, volume-wise, I could probably eat two or three pints of ice cream. And that's what it would take to fill me up if that's all I'm eating. Whereas, like, if I get a nice helping of rice... And like baked chicken, um you know that rice fills you up a little bit different than uh than ice cream does, so i had I had a craving for not not even so much a craving but almost like a yearning for like a just a hearty sandwich or a you know something that just wasn't ice cream, honestly, a lot of times uh fast food yawning again, babies. Um, a lot of times fast food, I'd be like, I mean, everything sounded good. Just everything. Um, and so those are some of my initial thoughts. What were the numbers on this? What are we looking at numbers wise? Well, I started this, uh, this whole thing at 189.1 pounds, I believe is the exact number. Let's check that real quick. 189.1 pounds. I finished... The month at a hundred and eighty seven point two pounds, so a one point nine pound loss basically two pound loss and uh we'll we'll remember that for a second here. My body fat was fourteen point two percent at the beginning and it ended at thirteen point seven percent so I was successful in losing weight and body fat and um And I guess we'll get right into the numbers because the numbers kind of tell the tale. Um, To start, to lose an actual pound, a a legitimate pound of body weight, not water weight or you go to the bathroom or you weigh with clothes on one time, you weigh without the other time. There's a lot of factors that make uh, a daily weigh-in less consistent and less important than a lot of people think it should be. Um but in act to lose an actual pound of weight your body needs to burn 3500 calories okay 3500 calories that is 1 pound of weight now obviously you're eating every day and so let's say you're let's say you're uh and most people don't burn 3,500 calories a day. Now, d- during this month, I ended up doing that. But I'm, again, not a normal person. Not a lot of people work out like I do. Um, and I was even pushing it harder on some days because I was trying to beat the ice cream, basically. But most people aren't burning 3,500 calories in a day, which doesn't matter. Um, this is why weight loss is so hard for a lot of people because... One, people don't know how many calories they're eating, um, and two, it's a lot easier to go into a caloric surplus, meaning you ate more calories than you burned in a day, than it is to be in a calorie deficit. Um, you, meaning you burned more calories than you ate, and so uh, to lose one pound, let's say you could, you know, you you know how to work out well, and you know how to get to a 3,500 calorie burn on a single day, and you don't eat any food that day, you consume nothing in, in calories that day, you probably lost two or three pounds as far as body weight from sweating and um, the actual pound that you lose in that calorie difference. Um, but uh, net calorie or net pounds, you're going to end up gaining that water weight back, whatever, you're going to lose one pound from that day. One pound, by by having, by having getting to a 35, it would be extremely hard to work out for most people and, and burn 3,500 calories in a day, and then also not eat. So a lot of times the way this is broken down is, okay, well, can I lose a pound a week? Much more doable, still difficult. Let's say that for example reasons, you eat 2,500 calories a day and you burn 2,500 calories a day. And no one is exactly the same every day of their life. But for example's sake. So you are even. And in a week's time you have to create a 3500 calorie deficit. Uh, Conveniently 3500 divided by 7 days in a week. Comes out to an even 500 calories. So you now have to increase your calorie expenditure. Like in combination of uh, increasing calorie expenditure and decreasing calorie intake, you have to find a 500 calorie differential between your days now. So, you know, if you're already, I I would imagine that a lot of, most people aren't hitting, that's not true. I would imagine that most people don't, burn as much as they eat if they're not working out every day. So, but, but potentially they could be watching what they eat and just keeping it low. So let's say you, you aren't currently working out in this scenario and, uh, and you're, and you're tracking your 2,500 calories. So you, you burn about 2,500 just from waking up every day and going to work and moving around the office or whatever, and then you eat 2,500. So you're sitting even. You either have to start working out which, if you work out for an hour, you should be able to burn about 500 calories, most people. Women, it's a little bit harder. Um, but you should be able to burn or five 600 calories, depending on what you're doing. Um, And that would do it. If you, if you change your day to working out, you ate the same amount of food that you've been eating, but you change your day to work out and burn that 500 calories... Over seven days, you're going to be in a caloric deficit. You're going to lose one pound over that week. This is why weight loss is so hard because you've gone from living your normal life to now adding an hour of exercise in every single day and not eating any more calories than you already were. Your body is used to that 2,500, 2,500 even balance. Your body is going to crave, and most people, they don't understand this, because they don't track it, but because they work out for that extra hour, they end up eating, so now they've burned 3,000, they end up eating 27, 28, 29, maybe even matching that 3,000 calorie intake because their body is craving to find that balance. And you can't be in a balance if you want to lose weight. And even if you are in that balance, a 500 calorie deficit every single day, it's going to take you a whole week to lose just one pound. So now we're getting into why it's so hard to lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds and why it takes so damn long and you have to be so damn consistent. Um, But yeah, so this whole point was to say in the month of February, I totaled just under 94,000 calories eaten. 93,867 calories is how much I consumed, which came out to be 3,236 calories per day. So just over 3,200 calories a day was what I was consuming. Over the course of that same 29 days, I burned 104,781 calories. Um, So just about 11,000 more calories than I ate. Then I ate Uh, 10,914 calories, to be exact, was the difference. Um, An almost 11,000 calorie deficit. And if we go back to the math, we use that 3,500 equals one pound. 7,000 would equal two pounds. And then 10,500, which is just 500 short of what I burned, would equal about three pounds. 3.1 pounds is, uh, is how much... 10,914 calories would be. So in a perfect world, assuming I measured and tracked my, my calories perfectly, which there's no way I did. A lot of the stuff is estimating, um, you know, you don't eat, you know, a lot of the, who knows, there's a lot of human error in determining how many calories are in each food, in each serving, there's a lot of human error in me eating a half serving or one and a half servings of something and just guessing. Um, a lot of the times I'm eating food that isn't exactly uh input directly into the app and so I'm just guessing on different brands and different uh amounts of stuff to just kind of guess. Um and so I lost two pounds over the course of the month and actually turned my body composition into more muscle, and so um, I would say I tracked pretty darn accurately because muscle weighs more than fat, which might make up for that one pound difference in there um in in the in the difference of uh by the numbers I should have lost three pounds, but I only lost two um the muscle being added to my body is um is actually. Well, let's actually check, take a look here because muscle weighs more than fat, which is why that would make sense. Um, my lean body mass uh, for the end oh, – it actually says I was the exact same on the Oh, huh. – all right. Well, good for me. I actually just lost fat. I have the exact same amount of lean body mass. So um, – that is probably due to human error over a month long of tracking over a hundred thousand calories to track. There was going to be some error, and I was about one pound off. I ended up losing two pounds instead of the three that it says I should have. So that's a good little test month long, uh, sample size to show you that calories in regardless of what those calories are, um, and calories out as far as how you're burning those is a pretty solid system of if you're gonna lose weight or not. If you want to lose weight, put yourself in a calorie deficit. And those are the numbers, babies. This is gonna be a longer podcast. I really didn't want it to be, but I've evidently I can talk forever. So um moving on to a few of the just I, I tracked out all all of it just for the fun of it for you guys to hear. So again I consumed 94,000 calories and burned 105,000 calories over the course of the month. Um, 3,200 and 3,600 a day. So I was, I was in about a 400 calorie deficit on average each day. Uh, carbs. I consumed just under 10,000 grams of carbs, um, uh, which came out to 330 grams of carbs per day. Um, I consumed 4,400 grams of fat over the month, which came out to 152 grams of fat per day. Um, and then protein I consumed, and this is really bad because um, and I knew this was going to happen, 3649 grams of protein over the course of the month, which it came out to about 126 grams of protein per day for a guy my size who's trying to whose goal is lean body mass and muscle should really be looking for um, about w- at least one gram of protein per body weight per uh, pound of body weight so 126 is about 50 short um, about s- 60 short on uh, what I should be getting but when you don't when you eat ice cream for one of your meals and you don't eat breakfast all your protein has to come in in your dinner and it's hard to get Almost 200 calories or or, uh, 200 grams of protein in a dinner meal, and I did do it sometimes. There were days where I was up in that 160, 170 range, but there was a lot of days where I had 40, 50, 60 grams of protein because I just didn't eat that well. And then the one other uh, stat I tracked was sugar, grams of sugar, and this is really bad. I had more grams of sugar than I did uh, protein. I had 4,072 grams of sugar over the course of the month which came out to 140 grams of sugar per day, which is just absolutely not good. Sugar is the number one. If you came to me asking for um, advice on nutrition and diet, maybe the top thing, definitely a top three thing I would tell you is stay away from sugar as much as you can. If it's in fruits, that's okay because your body processes that different but uh, than, than, than processed sugar. But, um, most of these pints had a hundred, a hundred plus grams of sugar in it. So I'm actually kind of, uh, encouraged by that number about, uh, of 140 grams of sugar per day. Cause if you take probably 105 or 110 grams of sugar out of each, you know, that average taking the pint of ice cream out of each day, means I actually only consumed about 30 to 40 grams of sugar, um, Per day in the other food that I ate. Uh, which is pretty good. Um, I'm definitely not a guy who's going to stay away from all the sugar. I'm going to eat carbs for sure. A lot of the time you need it for fuel. But um, 100 plus grams of processed sugar a day. Not exactly what you want to be doing to your insulin um, receptors in your body. Um, but again, I'm young and I have that ability right now to kind of be wonky and do stupid shit. Um, And yeah, those are the numbers. I'll talk about what that stuff kind of means in a second. And it's pretty simple. But quickly, I want to go over the top five ice creams of the month. And uh, I have the list right here. I actually didn't delete it off my phone just because I thought maybe this will come in useful. Top five of the month. Starting at number five, it's called, it's a Jenny's Flavor Jenny's Ice Cream, um, search them on Google or Instagram. They're a company out of Ohio. A girl named Jenny just started an ice cream business up, and it's killing. has two of the top five flavors that I tried. Darkest Chocolate. It's called Darkest Chocolate. It is a plain pint of dark chocolate ice cream, and it was absolutely fantastic. And actually, number six was Milkiest Chocolate by Jenny's. Um, they can kind of share number five. They're just plain chocolate pints of ice cream. One was dark, one was milk. And I, this is one of the things I realized this month is I actually love a dark chocolate base for an ice cream flavor or just a dark chocolate ice cream in general. Um, yeah, dark chocolate. Um, half baked at number four, a Ben and Jerry's half baked, which I believe is, uh, vanilla and chocolate ice cream split down the middle with gobs of cookie dough and brownie bite. Um, and that is an all-time classic for me. I've been eating half-bakes since I was in the dorms in 2013 in college. Um, used to go down and uh, grab one out of the little convenience store in the dorm, and it was absolutely fantastic. Net number three, another Ben & Jerry's, the Tonight Dough, which I can't um, recall all of it, but it was... I'm pretty sure the Tonight Dough is uh, caramel and chocolate ice creams with cookie, like a chocolate cookie Oreo cookie swirl throughout with peanut butter dough and cookie dough. Absolutely insane. I've never had a Tonight Dough until this month. And as you can see, number three, it is absolutely insane. At number two, peanut butter fudge core. And it was the first pint I ate of the month. On the very first Saturday of February, I had a peanut butter fudge core, also a Ben & Jerry's. And it was so, so, so good. This is another realization of the two realizations I had as far as what I like in ice cream, dark chocolate and peanut butter. Um, Peanut butter fudge core was a chocolate and vanilla ice cream, I believe, or may, may may have been just chocolate, with peanut butter cups in it and caramel swirls maybe or peanut butter swirl i'm not i can't really remember but it was absolutely insane and held the number one spot for a very long time throughout this month until salted peanut butter from jenny's came around this is a what uh a flavor that my wife ordered for me for valentine's day and uh Salted peanut butter with chocolate flecks is the full name of the, the flavor. It's the best ice cream I've ever had. It was so smooth. It hit so perfect. And if I could have a gallon constantly stocked in my freezer, I absolutely would. I don't care how much it costs. It was that good. Best ice cream I've ever had. And I've had a lot of fucking ice cream. Let me tell you. So those are the pint rankings for the month. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it was just... Thinking about those flavors, um, it just takes me back to those days where I was eating them, and I can remember all 29 flavors. And um, I, it makes me a little sad because I won't be eating ice cream uh, or really get the chance to eat such a variety um, really probably ever again in my life. I'll probably never do something like it, um, at least ice cream-wise. I want to go over what quickly what this means um and i could go into a long distance or a long spiel i've I've already talked about ice cream for 28 minutes and you guys don't care if anyone's still listening love you um what does this mean well by the numbers it basically shows that if you are in a caloric deficit you will lose weight it proves calories in calories out even more so than i thought it would because I'm not a 100% believer that it's just a, an exact 100% science that if you, if you, the exact amount of, it, you know, that the math is all going to work out perfectly. Because I do think, based on um, some of the doctors and experts that I follow, um, I do think that some of their reser- research is pretty um, concrete on showing that hormone levels and a bunch of other things when you eat timing um and the and what you eat do matter all of those play a factor in your weight as well but 85 or 90% of it is if you're eating more calories than you burn you're going to gain weight and if you're eating less calories than you burn you're going to lose weight and your body is going to fight naturally to burn um you know whatever You know, it's not going to be able to guess each day how much you're taking in, but on an average, you know, what you've taken in on the last week or two weeks or month, whatever amount of calories, your body's going to naturally try and burn the same amount because it's going to want to level out. Um, But for those looking to lose weight, it goes to show you can eat whatever you want. And as long as you burn more calories than you are eating, you can lose weight. And that was the point of this whole thing. I'm glad that came through in the end. Um, What's next for this podcast, man? Well, as you hear in the intro every time, this isn't just a Pint Life podcast. This is Pint Life podcast number six, and I did this over the course of the month, and all of them have been about the ice cream uh, as of now, but that's not what this is about. Um, This is about health and fitness and crazy challenges that I do like this and um, bringing this very small amount of knowledge and experience I have in the health and fitness and diet realm to whoever wants to listen and kind of just log it myself for myself. And, uh, I don't know. I I hope to get some of my buddies and friends on here that are into fitness. If we have something to talk about, I hope to bring up, um, bigger kind of major topics, um, such as teaching you guys a very simple and quick way to be able to find how you how you track the calories that you burn, tips on tracking your food and best practices for that, tips and tricks on diet in general and how i uh how i find a way to eat clean most of the time while enjoying all the food that i eat still. I mean, i'm a i'm of the pickiest eaters on earth and i still find a way to eat pretty clean. Um yeah. A lot of people have asked what's the next challenge like what am I doing for March? As I said earlier, I'm in the middle of a three-day fast. Uh, when I planned out this ice cream thing, I knew that I was going to need a, some way to detox myself. And uh, part of that is this three-day fast. I uh, It's Wednesday, as I said. I have not eaten food since Sunday night. And I will eat dinner tonight with my wife to make it 72 hours. It'll be the longest I've ever fasted. Interested to see how much weight I lost on the fast. Um, uh, after the last day of the... The February challenge. I went hard at a wedding um, that night. And uh, I was 197 pounds the next morning. Um, Obviously, probably five or six pounds of that was just water weight and food being in my stomach still. And yeah, all of that. But um, at that point, I hadn't... uh, Well, I guess that was the end. It was the end of the day on Sunday after eating, waking up... um, and then eating all day on Sunday as well. I weighed one hundred and ninety six point eight at the beginning of this fast. There's no challenge for March. Um, I've considered doing cereal for lunch every day because I love cereal with a passion, and because I don't eat breakfast most of the time, I uh, I actually don't get to eat cereal very often because, um, because it's not just something – it's it's not something that really helps. It's kind of like ice cream. It doesn't really help you in your goals to, uh, to, of fitness. Um, but people have asked about cereal. People have asked about a pint of beer every day. Um, they've asked about like doing like other stuff the same every day. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a plan to do another challenge like that, but I do want to do other cool kind of funky things with fit, fitness and, and eating to kind of just be a, uh, a test dummy for people to consume content from and, uh, just be someone that's interesting to follow. And that puts out interesting material. Um, who knows what's next on that, but I appreciate you guys listening to all of this. At this point, I'm two or three hours, probably two plus hours deep on talking about ice cream. Um, and uh, over the course of these six podcast episodes. And that is just way too much. Um, so I thank everyone who has listened to all this. Um, there won't be a consistent, uh, timeline or kind of schedule for these snapped podcasts. I might go another month without doing one. I might go another three months without doing one. I might come out with one in two days. Who has, who knows? Um, But for those who have listened, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. If you guys have any questions about diet, fitness, exercise, nutrition, all of it, hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram and I will answer anything you guys have. As always, have a day, have a week, and uh, have a pint of ice cream.